morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, motherfucker. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. Good morning. Good morning. What's happening? I, I woke up this morning and I saw it was a. Uh, I don't know how the weather is in everybody else's area, but uh, in New York City, it was a tornado. It was nasty last night. Yeah, nasty. They said it was an actual was tornado. Disgusting. Yeah, it was I didn't nasty. know it was an actual tornado. I was actually out. I went to go get something to eat, and I was driving back home, and all of a sudden the weather just went crazy. And I oh, them right tornadoes gonna play. Them tornadoes pull up out of nowhere. Every the whole sky get dark. Everything get black. It sound like a train coming. Yeah, I, was no, like, what's I was like, what's happening? This is awful. No, they said yesterday on the news, they said expect uh, bad weather. They said anything that uh, has to be tied down, tie it down. Umbrellas, there was like anything. Was, they said Wigs. it was about to get disgusting. Yeah. Who lost their wig last night uns unsuspectingly and didn't know? Who? We'd like to hear from you. My goodness. Okay. <laughs> All right. Man, what's going on? Yeah, but that was, that was disgusting last night. I see our friend Donnell Rawlings is in the hospital. What happened to Donnell? I'm not sure. I got to find that out. Hmm. Wow. I'm All concerned. Right. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Well, Ro Khanna will be joining us this morning. Oh, yes. Uh, Ro Khanna, man, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a congressman, I believe, right? But he also is really, really, really big into the tech world, and he wants to get uh, black people in, 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 into the tech world. Right. And yes. also, we have somebody that has a, a great app that is allowing anybody to get involved. You don't have to be a celebrity. You don't have to be a millionaire mm -hmm. or billionaire. Uh, you can invest if you want very, 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 very small. So Isaac Hayes III will be joining us this morning. That's right. So you see how they go hand in hand. Rokana wants you to get into the tech world. And then Isaac Hayes has an opportunity for you to get into the tech world. That's right. Okay. So we're going to be talking about investments this morning. It's not going to be something too crazy. It's going to be, it's, it's, well, we'll talk to him in a little bit and you can hear it all for yourself. But let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, let's talk about Barack Obama and his new book. He's been doing some interviews. He did 60 Minutes, and we'll tell you some of the takeaways from that. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, in NFL, the Browns beat the Texans 10-7. The Lions beat the uh, Washington football team 30-27. The Packers beat the Jaguars 24-20. Buccaneers beat the Panthers 46-23. Raiders beat the Broncos 37-12. The Dolphins beat the, the Chargers 29-21. Cardinals beat the Bills 32-30. Rams beat the Seahawks 23-16. Uh, the Steelers beat the Bengals 36-10. The Saints beat San Francisco 49-27-13. The Patriots beat the Baltimore Ravens. It looks like the Cowboys, y'all had a night off? Um, is it just me, or, or is the, does the NFL just suck this year? Is the it just Giants me or the Eagles, 27-17. I don't know about your, your, your Pointless team. game. 
pointless, pointless game. Pointless game should have been a, a, a game that they canceled uh, for social distancing purposes. No need for any NFC East teams to be playing at all, especially well, we, each other. Our record is better than the Cowboys right now. And it looks like the Brooklyn Nets uh, might be getting James Harden. Um, we'll yes. see what happens. What I else know, we got? The Brooklyn Nets getting James Harden. Yep. That's the first on his list of teams he wants to join. Houston's getting rid of James Harden. When did this happen? I saw them. I saw them talking about getting rid of Russell Westbrook over the weekend. When did they talk about getting rid of James Harden? Well, James Harden says uh, he possibly would like a trade, and the first team he would like to go to is the Brooklyn Nets. Let's go, Brooklyn! All right, and you know, you saw the Miami Marlins have hired their first ever woman general manager in Major League Baseball, and that's a huge thing. She's the highest-ranking woman in baseball operations among the 30 MLB teams, so that is really dope. So congratulations to her, Kim Ng. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about Barack Obama. He was on Gail King on CBS Sunday morning, and here's what he had to say. He had a pretty interesting interview about why he won't be joining Biden's staff. He doesn't need my advice, and I will help him in any ways that I can. Now, I, I, I'm not planning to suddenly work on the White House staff or something. No I, cabinet I, position for th- you, There are Mr. probably President. some things I would not be doing because <laughs> Michelle would leave me. Yes. She'd be like, what? <laughs> You're doing what? Why That's would interesting be because... Well, I was going to say, when he was on, on 60 Minutes, uh, just to expand on that, uh, he was on 60 Minutes as well Sunday evening with Scott Pelley, and he talked about how Michelle Obama did not even want him to run for president. Just two years earlier, I'd run for the U.S. Senate. Two years before that, I'd run for Congress. A couple of years before that, I'd run for the state Senate. We've got two young kids. Michelle's still working. And I ask myself in the book, how much of this is just megalomania? How much of this is me trying to prove something to myself? And over time, she made a conclusion that I shouldn't stand in the way. And the fact that I ended up winning didn't necessarily alleviate her frustration because the toll it takes on families is real. Well, first of all, I can't wait to read Barack Obama's book. It's, it's 300 pages longer than Michelle's book, by the way. Michelle's book was 468. Obama's book is 700 plus. But how would you be president of the United States and then come back to work in somebody's cabinet? That's that's hustling backwards, ain't it? We friends. I can consult you. Call my phone. I'm not about to come work in the cabinet. Has that ever happened? Has a president ever been president and went to work in somebody's cabinet? I don't think so. Why that doesn't make sense, it? like you said. Well, I think at first she was just asking him about, but, you know, is he giving him any advice? And then it was just a follow-up because he was saying he doesn't think Joe Biden needs any advice from him. So yeah, it's just yeah, weird. But- like why would like why a pres- I was I was president. Why would I come work in the cabinet for you? Like I don't know. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800 585 1051 We want to hear from you on the <laughs> Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Envy? Hey, what's up, Trav? Uh, hey, ye. Hey, Trav. Hey, Boo. How you doing, babe? Charlemagne. Okay, what's going how are on? You? Peace, sis. What's happening? Listen, I'm irritated, man. I'm so irked. I just want to say that the Philadelphia Parking Authority has made my life a living hell this weekend because they out here just booting and towing people cars that they think owe them money. 
And they booted well, through my car this weekend. You should you owe them money? people money, Trav. Why you owe them people money? No, I don't want to hear that, man. Like, they, they, they can't be trying to tell people where to park and where they can't park. Yes, so they can. Because <laughs> they had the audacity to come to my block. They actually came to my block and booted my car on my block. And I've been hiding in front of them for eight months. Well, Pay them people what you owe, Trav. That's right. right. Stop giving stop giving people 68 talking about you, I owe you one. Pay them people. But it's fine because um, Breakfast Club Change for Change is coming up, and I, and I got a good $5,000 waiting on me. So I'll be you looking sure out don't. for y'all. I yeah, sure don't. It's Trav. Don't, I don't you, even think that. How'd your Eagles do, though? All right. <laughs> <laughs> how'd your Eagles do? Um, I'm a Cowboys fan. Don't disrespect me. Exactly. Man, been calling here all these years and been a, a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. You're going to tell him he's an Eagles fan. They both trash. Hello, who's this? Sophie. Hey, get it off your chest. Okay, you guys made a statement about President Obama coming back to work in someone's campaign, and I just really feel like my head goes off to him because he knows that there's work need to be done in this country. You know, that's the way that I feel about him coming back to work in somebody else's campaign. No, 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 not that's campaign. The they said, they said, uh, they said Joe Biden, they said his cabinet. No, it don't make sense for him to work in somebody's cabinet. Barack Obama is an entity all to himself. He can invoke change so many other ways. He does not have to work in Joe Biden's cabinet. That don't even sound right. No. It does to me, Charlemagne. You always disagree with people. Oh, right. Oh, right. That's her opinion. It's her opinion. Oh, thank you, Mama. You can't show me any other time in history that's ever happened where a president has come worked in another president's cabinet. Yeah, I don't think it makes sense. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name's Carl, DJ. How you doing? Okay, Carl, Mr. Quiet Storm Voice. Get it, Carl. Right, Carl. Get it off your chest, Hi, Carl. Hi, Angela Lee. Hi, Charlemagne the God. Hey, Carl. Hello, Carl. How are you, Carl? I just wanted to say hello, y'all, and say let you know that I'm, I'm blessed this morning. I really do appreciate y'all taking my call. Um, I'm a black businessman. Uh, I started my own kink company, and uh, we're growing exponentially right now. We're about to rebrand and show off our new logo, a new website that I've done my life savings into to help grow this company. But it's turning out to be worth it, and I'm very grateful. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. I'm a big fan. I listen to you every morning on the way to work. Um, and with COVID, we haven't been to work in a while, so I listen to you every morning on our heart radio instead. Well, thank you, man. You you sound like you should be doing voiceover work for somebody. Like you should be selling cheese or something. I would love to take that job, Charlamagne. If you want to hire me, I'll be there first thing in the morning. Oh, I don't sell cheese. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but if I did, I'd hire you to do a cheese commercial. There you go. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, baby? It's Melo. Melo, what up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yo, so listen, man, on Friday, I'm not sure if I heard that correctly, but I believe Angela Yee might have told me to start her OnlyFans. So... I spent the weekend. What? Nah, remember? Because I made Charlemagne scream. Pause. Pause. Okay, yeah, Pause. you should do it, OnlyFans. Facts. <laughs> so now, I need help picking a name. You feel me? I got I got a few options I want to run by y'all. Let me know which one okay. y'all think is the best. Let's hear it. So, so, one of them I saw on the gram, you know, Charlemagne niece, she said, when you order Morris chest up, did you get Charlemagne? So I was thinking, all right, I could be Morris left, you know? Another one, wow. just play your names. Chris Stott Sports Sling. 
my personal favorite. I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> Which one you think is the best? Or Martin Luther King? Martin Luther King is disrespectful. Um, I like Chris Stop's porcelain. That's a good one. That's super solid. I, I, that I'm definitely doing this. Follow me on OnlyFans. Chris Stop's porcelain is coming soon. <laughs> How y'all doing over <laughs> Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Christmas around the corner, bro. Uh, yeah, I got man, I got mad gifts. Everybody on my Christmas list is here. What y'all want for Christmas, by the way, since y'all since y'all brought it up? Nothing. We good, brother. I'm good. Oh, I, I want a new sofa. I bet. I got you. My credit good. I got you. Oh boy. All right. Thank you, Mello. <laughs> so far, I want thirty thousand dollars. Hello, who's this? This is Tanya. Hey Tanya, get it off your chest. Well, I want to get off my chest that I am engaged to a man that I am not happy with, that I am not in love with. What? And every day it just gets worse. Uh, me looking at him, I get frustrated and uh, and I'm just like over it. Sounds like you need to call up the engagement. I mean, I don't wear my ring anymore, but you know, we still live together. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's become awkward now in the house because we don't talk. Why, what happened? Why are you wasting your time though? I mean, because I'm comfortable with him. He takes oh, care of me. He, he does. You got that I mean, bag. I yep. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he makes he makes life better, a little better. But I just can't deal with some of his ways. I just can't. So you just don't like him. Uh-huh. I mean, I told him. I told him I wasn't happy. I told him things needed to change. What he needed to do to make me happy, and he still doesn't. So I'm planning on leaving. You know that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know him. So why are you calling us if you already know what you want to do? You just need some confirmation that you might she need to be out of her chest. She's just getting it off her chest. I'm asking her. Okay. It's you called know, get it off your chest. I don't, I don't talk to people, you know. I just just always pray about things. I just need to get it. So just need to get it off my chest. All right, mama. So when you when you when you plan to leave before the holidays, because don't take none of his gifts. <laughs> See what I I'm saying? <laughs> I actually was gonna tell him, hey, uh, not to send me, uh, I mean, buy me any Christmas gifts. He actually just texted me and told me he loved me. Wow. But, but you texted him back. <laughs> now he about to hear you all over the radio saying I'm, that you don't I'm love him. Out. All right, mama. He knows. Get Damn. it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way, ye? Man, so much happened over the weekend. We're going to talk about Benny the Butcher getting shot. We'll also talk about coronavirus. And a few different people have come forward and said that they have it. One person is in intensive care. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Wow, Benny the Butcher, he suffered a gunshot wound. They said it was in his leg. And according to the Houston Police Department, they told TMZ that he was in town Saturday visiting a local Walmart. While he was with his friends in the car in the lot, they said a car with five guys pulled up next to them, took out some guns, and demanded their chains. Apparently, they were moving too slowly, and and, uh, the cops say that one of the guys uh, fired around into Benny the Butcher's leg. And that's what caused um, them to flee after that. So eventually they did pull over and call the police. He was taken to the hospital for treatment. Wow. Salute to the good brother, Benny the Butcher. Sending positive energy, love, and light to that brother. Um, Everybody needs to keep their head on a swivel. It's been a rough year. People are hungry. It's the holiday season. People are starving. And a lot of brothers out here looking like meal tickets. If you got it and they don't, they will come take it from you. Simple as that. So pay attention and most importantly, stay out the way. All right, and Boosie Badass got shot also over the weekend in the leg in Dallas. Mm. 
And yes, so according to law enforcement sources, they said that he was shot after uh, he was in a sprinter van uh, near a strip mall. And then he stopped by another venue. He was paying his respects to Mo3, the rapper that was signed to him that was recently uh, killed. And they said at some point somebody opened fire on the vehicles and one of the bullets struck him in the leg. And the wow. shooters are also at large there. So Boosie did end up going to the hospital and he was treated for a gunshot wound below the knee and that he is doing okay. You know, uh, like I said, man, uh, salute to Boosie, salute to that brother. Keep your head on the swivel, pay attention, and stay out the way. And you also got to remember, too, who you are sometimes. Like, you can't do what everybody else does. That's why you don't have what everybody else has. You know what I'm saying? You have different access for different reasons. But you know what? In both cases, there was was a bunch of people with them, though, so it seems like they might have had security with them because, I mean, they're going and traveling in different states. They're doing shows, so I'm sure they probably had security. I mean, yeah, you, uh, the security can get, they can, people can get to drop on security too. Yeah, I don't know if they have security, but people can get to drop on security for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So again, our prayers to them. Now, Jeremiah has been hospitalized. He's in ICU and he has coronavirus. So according to now, I've heard sources saying that he was on a ventilator, that things aren't going well, but 50 Cent uh, posted, pray for my boy Jeremiah. He's not doing good. This COVID ish is real. He's in ICU in Chicago. I saw a hitmaker also asking for prayers, and he said that uh, Jeremiah's mother actually asked him to post that. Mm-hmm. Chance the Rapper said, please, if you can take a second to pray for my friend Jeremiah. He's like a brother to me, and he's ill right now. I believe in the healing power of Jesus. So if you can for me, please, please say a prayer over him. So prayers mm. for Jeremiah as well. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Now, gospel artist Fred Hammond has also shared that he tested positive for COVID-19, and he did share this update. Monday, but I went went to go get tested, and it was the same day test. I just wanted to come on and say that this is uh, day five of my quarantine because the test came back Monday positive. Uh, I think the rough weekend was last weekend, but my doctor's like she doesn't know what side of it I'm on, so she's keeping keeping me very monitored and have a doctor that's with me pretty much throughout out the day, and uh, I have three doctors on speed dial. Yeah. Lord, he also mercy. posted a mask is not a political statement. Blessings, family. So hopefully he's going to be okay and pull Jeez. through. Now, Larsa Pippen has also revealed that she tested positive for coronavirus. And she said, I've never felt pain like this. She posted a picture that showed her legs. She said, I've been battling COVID for a week. And she said, pray, then let it go. Don't try and manipulate or force the outcome. Just trust God to open the right doors at the right time. Amen. Oh, my goodness, right? It's It's like everybody. It's so scary because you don't know how it affects your body. You know, some people get it, and it's no problem. They don't even know they have it. They keep it moving, and then some people get it, and it's the worst. It's just scary because you don't know how it affects your body. You don't know how to run through your system, you know? Question. Erica Beckham has tested positive in the left nostril and and negative in the right. Now, that didn't make no damn sense. I'm trying to figure this one out. Like, how, how do you test positive in one nostril and negative in uh, the other nostril? And if that happens, what do you do? Do you quarantine for seven days instead of 14? Just shut up, man. Shut you up. Stay three feet away from people instead of six? Like, <laughs> six, what do you do? Like, what, what happens when it's half and half? Yeah, that's a weird thing. I mean, I guess they're not 100% effective, so I, I would assume you got to take Clearly. it again. But that's weird. Yeah, All right, well, that is your rumor report. Is there anything that happened good in the world this weekend? I mean, Jesus Christ, Megan Thee Stallion got an album coming out called Good News. Is there any? I mean, you mean to tell me nothing good happened to somebody this weekend? Maybe the next room. There'll be some good news, yeah. Jesus Christ, two shootings, three positive COVID tests. My God. All right, well, 
We got rumors. We well, got front page news coming up. What are we talking about on front page news? Yes, Donald Trump. He did say that he lost the election, but he also said it was rigged, and he also said he's not conceding. So we'll tell you some more news about that. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And if you're looking for auto insurance customized just for you, you need the General Insurance. They have excellent customer service, and they have been in business for over 55 years. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com today. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now let's start with uh, some NFL football. The Browns beat the Texans uh, 10-7. The Lions beat the Washington football team. Packers beat the Jaguars. My Giants beat the Eagles. Buccaneers beat the Panthers. Raiders beat the Broncos. Dolphins beat the Chargers. The Cardinals beat the Bills. The Rams beat the Seahawks. New Orleans, they beat San Francisco 49ers. The Steelers beat the Bengals. And the Patriots beat the Ravens. Now, uh, Monday Night Football. The Vikings take on the Chicago Bears. Now, what else we got, Yee? All right. Well, let's talk some more about Obama's 60 Minutes interview. Now, he talks about how Michelle Obama was so supportive to him and how grateful he is. Listen to this. It's only after you emerge from an all-consuming job that you realize that everything you hold dear is thanks to the one you love. I think I actually realized that even while I was in the job, the fact that she put up with it and forgave me... (laughs) was an act of, of grace that I uh, am grateful for, and I'm not sure I deserved it. Man, drop on the clues bonds with Barack Obama. Get you a black woman, damn it. Change your whole life. The, me- the best foundation to stand on is the system. Now, his memoir, Promised Land, actually comes out tomorrow, so that's why he's been doing all these interviews and talking about his relationship and Michelle Obama being so supportive. And then he also, in this interview, talked about not attacking Trump. At the end of the day, I consistently tried to treat my political opposition in the ways I'd want to be treated. Every president brings a certain temperament to office. I think part of the reason I got elected was because I sent a message that fundamentally, I believe the American people are good and decent and that politics doesn't have to be some cage match in which uh, everybody is, is... going at each other's throats uh, and that we can agree without being disagreeable. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, I didn't like that, though, because the problem with Trump is they acted like what he was doing was so normal for four years. Therefore, a lot of people didn't understand the severity of what he was doing in the White House. And if it wasn't for COVID, you know, treating him like he was just a normal president, it would have gotten him reelected. And 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 it's not an attack if it's the truth. Telling the truth about somebody is not attacking them. Mm-hmm. What a difference for who's our president right now, Donald Trump. They had the Million MAGA March over the weekend with these Trump supporters, and there was a lot going down. Uh, in addition to that, Donald Trump said, we won't let a rigged election steal our country. And he's been on social media uh, talking about he still feels like he didn't lose. He said he only won in the eyes of the fake news media. I concede nothing. We have a long way to go. This was a rigged election. He won because the election was rigged. No vote watches or observers allowed. Vote tabulated by a radical left privately owned company, Dominion, with a bad reputation and bum equipment mm. that couldn't mm-hmm. even qualify for Texas, which I won by a lot. The fake and silent media and more. So he's still claiming without evidence 
that he won. And even though these are all debunked theories and baseless conspiracy theories and false statements that he's putting out on social media. And Giuliani actually did an interview and said that Donald Trump is not going to concede. Is the president right now in this tweet conceding this election? No, 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 far from it. What he's, what he's saying is more, I guess you know, you'd call it uh, uh, sarcastic. Obviously, he's contesting it vigorously in the courts. Let's be honest. We don't want him to concede. Okay, we all know we want to see the military go in there and drag Trump out by his toupee kicking and screaming. <laughs> A peaceful transition to power would be normal. We don't want it to end normally. Come on, and we know it's not going to end normal. It's Trump. We don't want him to concede. Come on, we want the action. Come on, be honest, guys. No, we want them to concede. We want them to get the hell out. We no, want, you we don't. Yes, no, you don't. You want the action. You want the show. You want the show. No, you don't. You want the show so you can have content for your uh, rumor reporting, front page news, I mean, and for your headlines. We want the show. Stop They're it. not yes, going to throw him out on his ass, though. If they threw him out on his ass, it'd be different. If, like, I think if there's they don't know. Jesse, if they Jesse, we, don't know how, we don't need this. We don't know how it's going to happen. But I know it'll be entertaining. <laughs> I know that much. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Ro Khanna will be joining us. Ro Khanna. He is uh, in the U.S. House of Representatives. They actually talk about him um, uh, possibly replacing um, Senator Harris in the Senate, but he's real big into tech, and he wants to get black people into the tech world, so we'll discuss with him. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line. Yes, indeed. Congressman Ro Khanna. Welcome. Thank you. Big fan of the show. Thanks for having me. Okay, Thank you, Ro. You know, um, I'm glad that you're here, man, because, you know, you, you, you've, you've spoken to me about this proposal for, for wealth generation and tech jobs for young black Americans. And, and, and you sent it to, I, I believe you sent it to VP Biden and Kamala Harris, but explain to the people what that is. Well, it's uh, very simple. Right now, uh, the black community is being left out of the main wealth generation. I mean, I represent Silicon Valley. Uh, less than 3% of venture capital goes to black or Latino entrepreneurs. Uh, they're less than 10% at Apple, Google, Facebook of the employees or executives. If you think about it, the black community was not fully part of the industrial revolution. And now you have a digital revolution, which is driving most of the stock market, 90% of the gains. And you don't see black folks getting the uh, IPOs. You don't see them uh, at the executive tables. Oh. You don't see them uh, generating wealth. So the my view is you want to deal with the racial wealth gap. We've got to have uh, more uh, funding for black entrepreneurs. We've got to actually create boot camps. We've actually got to get at least a million black uh, young men and women in the digital economy. How do we do that? Let's create actual boot camps at HBCUs in partnership with uh, the private sector uh, to get folks the skills and jobs. It's not enough for an Apple or Google or something to write a check to the United Negro Scholarship Fund and think their job is done. You know, there are only a third of computer science graduates or people with skills are actually getting jobs. They have to actually commit to hiring these people, not just uh, giving some skills. And uh, what often happens is uh, the HBCUs or other schools, they don't have the access to get interviews. So they may be doing computer science stuff, but then they're not doing the whiteboard interviews and they're getting uh, blocked out. So we had a partnership uh, in, uh, at Claflin with Zoom, where Zoom committed to not just funding the training, practical skills, but actually hiring folks uh, afterwards. And I think we have to create these kind of boot camps uh, that Opportunity Hub and others are doing across across the country. Changing the curriculum. Changing the curriculum. We have to change the curriculum. Claflin in South Carolina? Claflin, South Carolina, yeah. Wow. You know, 
Yeah, no, Claflin and Zoom. So, you know, what was happening is these HBCUs, they'd, they'd give all the academic stuff and mm -hmm. then people would go to interview and there are all these whiteboard interviews and all these things and they'd never been exposed to it. So they wouldn't get the job. Right. Well, it, and that's, you know, that, that that's not going to create actual opportunities. So first get people the actual practical skills and certification that's going to lead to a job. So the HBCU should partner with the private institutions and these private companies have to commit to hiring. Second, I would say at least any any big company that wants to have a big federal contract, Amazon, others have them have a 10 percent uh, mm -hmm. black and Latino workforce. That's right. You, you know, you see that happen. Look at how quickly they'll actually hire hire uh, hire people right now. They're not you know, there's no incentive for them to do it. It's just lip service. I you think know, it should be more than 10 percent. It should be it should reflect the population of black people in this country. So 13 to 14 percent is what I say. Great. Yeah, no, I mean, let's do something. I mean, 13, 14% makes makes a lot of sense. And, you know, Jesse Jackson, who I admire, but he, he's been going to Silicon Valley for the past 15 years. And they, he gives the same speech about diversity and, and they put out some statistics, but it's not improving. I mean, the, the, we've got to have some real policy and it can't just be left to the 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 intentions of of, of uh, people in the valley and what about raising funds because we you did talk about venture capitalists and how black people are getting left out when it comes to that so what can be done about that i think two things first let's look at the statistics less than three percent 130 billion dollar venture capital industry less than three percent is going to uh black uh or, or latino entrepreneurs so probably less than one percent to black entrepreneurs and when it comes to women it's right, less even than less point, you know, it's less than 0.03%. Uh, I think we need to do two things. One, we need actual targeted uh, federal government matching funds where we're putting funds into black owned uh, VCs. There are about 20 prominent black owned VCs. You know, if you give money to people with black owned funds, they're more likely to fund black entrepreneurs. That's just the reality of it. But the black funds, uh, VC funds are, you know, a very small fraction of the 130 billion. So I have federal funds uh, to match that. And secondly, incentivize the Harvards, the public pension funds to say, uh, look, you get a different capital gains tax rate if you're going to invest that money uh, with a black uh, owned fund uh, so that you're incentivizing these huge uh, people who control a lot of the capital to put the money in, in, in black funds. I fundamentally believe if you give money to black run funds, you're gonna get more black entrepreneurs funded. I don't think you can rely on non you know other funds finding the entrepreneurs or opportunities yeah you got to be intentional about it you know what i mean so you got to give the money to people who are going to be intentional about empowering other black people but i got a question Ro. what's what's keeping black people out of the digital revolution we're, we're the consumers of all this tech all these social media apps but not the creators why i mean that's brilliantly put i mean simply i mean look there you know black twitter i mean the black people get a lot of the, the the cultural stuff started on these tech companies. They wouldn't right. have grown. Twitter wouldn't have grown if it wasn't. And right, and right now, Clubhouse. <laughs> and Club, Clubhouse and, and on Amazon, obviously, huge purchases uh, on Facebook. And so the, the black community is exactly as you put it. They're the consumers. But more than the consumers, they're the cultural movers. They're getting this stuff popular. I mean, you look at the the videos on entertainment and things on Instagram or TikTok. It's a, often uh, a, a black entertainers, black uh, influencers, and yet they're not getting the wealth, the the actual wealth creation, and they're not being able to shape these platforms. People keep talking about the racial wealth gap, ten to one. It has increased 
in the last 20 years, not decrease, increase. And one of the big parts of the reasons for that, in my view, is that all the wealth creation is largely being driven in the digital economy. So why are, why are they excluded? Have they been excluded? I, I think partly it's that there's network effects. You know, if you're, it's not that they don't, they don't want to go into computer science. Actually, young black kids have a greater desire. There's a study showing they have a greater desire to study computer science than white kids. Actual, they, 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 they're more interested in it. So, and a third of black graduates in computer science aren't getting jobs in tech, even though there's 700,000 open tech jobs. So part of it is the network effect. I mean, how many of these tech companies are actually recruiting where the talent is? Partly is that they're not getting the skilled bootcamp training, uh, which teaches folks not just about the algorithms and how to code, but actually the, the, the way that interviews are conducted to get jobs. And then partly is the exclusion of uh, capital. Uh, but if this continues, the racial wealth gap 20 years from now will be, be worse. And what I say is, look, the biggest issue, obviously, and you know, I know, Charmaine, you've been very eloquent on it, is with cr criminal justice reform and police violence. And that's obviously we, people can't be getting shot. But in Silicon Valley, it's easy to sit there and say, you know, the problem is the cop in Minnesota or the cop in Wisconsin uh, and, and, and support Black Lives Matter sort of theoretically and say, OK, we're going to go out and march for uh, greater racial justice against police violence. But what are you doing? Well, Black Lives Matter is not just about making sure black kids don't get shot in the streets. It's about making sure they have a shot at the American dream and wealth creation. That's a far harder structural reform. And and I think it would we can't let off companies and, and area I represent saying, okay, uh, support Black Lives Marches without talking about equity and wealth generation. All right, we got more with Ro Connor when we come back. The morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Ro Connor. He's the member of the U.S. House of Representatives from California's 17th District. It, it always seems crazy when we talk about minorities and generational wealth, and then you look at big companies and all the breaks that they get, whether it's the Amazons or the, the Netflix or, you know, all, all these other companies. And, and it just seems weird to me that you give all these companies huge breaks. And then when you talk about generational wealth, you don't allow uh, minorities the chance to catch up. You're absolutely right. I, I, I think one of the other reforms should be that there should be people on the boards of these companies. They should have some uh, sense of diversity requirements for the boards and uh, in, in these companies. And people say, well, why? How does that help someone uh, who's middle class or working class to, to get representation on the boards? I think that's a very privileged perspective. I mean, uh, it's it's not just that uh, black people should be having working class jobs and focused on the minimum wage, though important. We've got to give them access to the wealth generation and they're going to re reinvest that in their own communities. So partly it's diversifying the boards. It's having incentives. That, as you pointed out, these companies are getting a lot of breaks from uh, the government, they have an obligation to be part of the solution in dealing with the racial wealth gap and the exclusion of, of black talent. You know, why do you think there's never been an attempt, role to address the racial wealth gap in America in a meaningful way? Or should I say fix the racial wealth gap in America in a meaningful way? I think that we're not focused enough of the, on the ambitions uh, of young African-Americans, African-American families. I think we're so focused on they're the the immediate social problems yeah which are acute let's have, make sure everyone gets health care let's make sure everyone you know doesn't get shot in the streets let's make sure that people have minimum wage 
But that's not America. That's not in Buffalo. When I go to Claflin, when I talk to these young folks, they have the same dreams as kids in my district. They want to be entrepreneurs. They want to be business leaders. They want to create wealth. They have. And when do we have? When do we speak to that? To that aspiration? You're not going to solve the racial wealth gap by just giving everyone health care and minimum wage and, and and social security. As important as that is, you've got to give people access to wealth generation. And I just don't think we've been asking that question properly. Is where is the wealth being generated and how are we going to give an entire community access? You know, John Lewis, one of the honors I had is serving with him and he used to say to me, wrote technology rights are the new civil rights. Make sure you get, talk about people having access to technology. Talk, you gotta talk to me about this Claflin connection because I'm from South Carolina. My, my father-in-law is a Claflin alumni. Like well, why, why Claflin? So, so Clyburn, Jim Clyburn, who represents that area, My guy. Uh, I had gone down to Claflin and we met with some of the students. He had said, look, well, come. He knew I was keen on getting uh, technology companies to, to, to expand. And so he said, come down. And we, we went down to Claflin and we these entrepreneurs, these 20, 22 year old kids, I mean, unbelievable hunger, ambition, vision, but they didn't have access to the networks. They don't have access to the venture capital. They don't have access to people taking a shot on them. Uh, and I, I was so impressed with Claflin. So I went back and I talked to Zoom and they were looking to do something. And I said, why don't you partner with Claflin? Now it's a start. I mean, they're, they're putting a couple million bucks. They're actually creating the training programs. They're hiring folks. Uh, but what we have to do is ask that of all of the companies mm -hmm. and to do it broadly with the HBCUs and don't let them get off just writing a check. I mean, that's the, you know, what happens is these companies will say, okay, well, write a check to the United Negro Scholarship Fund. And then what happens with their money? Maybe some kids get a scholarship. That's great. But they're not getting hired back into tech. They're not becoming entrepreneurs. They're not becoming VCs. They're not getting funded. And, I, you know, I, I know it's initially I thought, okay, maybe this is just my perspective from Silicon Valley. But when I go and talk to young kids, this, a lot of them, this is what they want. Right. They, they want to make wealth. They want to get successful. They want to, they have pride. They, they, they they have as big dreams as as anyone and i think we sell the dream short when we just talk about the problems and we're not talking about how we're going to give them access access to opportunity now donald trump i think came up with a total you know uh, sham in my view a superficial thing platinum plan and you know the 500 billion he wasn't even going to fund it it was he was claiming it was going to come through it was going to circulate yeah somehow people were going to make money <laughs> But That's it was rhetorically appealing because he was talking about people get making money That's and right. people having access to it. Now, what we've got to do is say, okay, we're actually going to have the real solutions to how that's going to work. But I think we've got to acknowledge that we've got a real problem in this country. And, you know, look, I, I'm on the reparations bill and, and, and I'm for understanding the historical injustices. But unless we solve the access to future wealth generation nothing government can do is going to reduce the racial wealth gap if we can't give people the opportunity to create wealth by the way they Absolutely. can figure it out the same way they they figured out how to systemically keep us from getting wealth they can figure out how to get uh, systemically cre uh, create avenues for us to make wealth you got the marijuana the, industry and, you got the tech not, industry look, we've got so much it's not like the, the talent is extraordinary. And how do we know this? Because any cultural trend in this country, a lot of it that takes off is partly starts with the black community. The, the, it, the creativity is extraordinary. The ambition is extraordinary. The desire is there. More black kids want to go into tech than the white kids, according to some of the studies. So it's in the interest of these companies 
to do it. The this report show more diverse companies are more profitable. Uh, they're they better understand consumer needs. So what is stopping it? It is um, the, the 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 it 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 may not be blatant bigotry, but it's the soft bigotry of your own networks. People don't you know they don't know uh, where all the talent is. They don't they don't want to go beyond uh, the people they met at school. They're not willing to make that intentional effort to be inclusive. And I think that that's that's really the the problem. It's going to kill us with China. They've got a billion people. I mean, how are we going to compete if we're writing off whole parts of our population from AI, from uh, quantum computing, from all of the new 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 fields? And then you know, think about if all the digital platforms are being created by some people and the black community is not part of that. How are they going to make sure that their voices are heard and in the design of these platforms? All right, we got more with Ro Connor. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Ro Connor. Charlamagne? Now, you know, I, I saw what you said, $131 billion in annual venture capital, um, I guess, comes into tech the tech world, but less than 1% goes to black firms? Yeah, L less than 1% goes to black entrepreneurs and even less to black firms. I mean, the, so the it's it's a small, I mean, it should be a national scandal that the the exclusion of that. Think, I mean, think about where all the money is being made. And, you know, in the S&P 500, 90% of the gain has been the tech over the last five years. Where are the billionaires, millionaires coming from? Most of them, a lot of them, Dropbox, Airbnb, Facebook, Google, mm -hmm. Apple. How many folks do you know who are black who said, okay, I had stock options or my company was funded and we IPO'd? Mm. How many do you know who were acquired? Mm. It is, it is a appalling, the level of funding. And the talent is there. There's just no intentionality. Has anyone been able to raise the kind of money Rodney Sampson raised in 2000 for their black t tech company? Or was he the last one? He's he's one of 20. I think black, I, I think Rodney's for Rodney's great. I mean, it was an opportunity, but I think his fund right now is about five to ten million. I mean, there need to be a couple more zeros at, wow. at the end end of that. And you know what Rodney's doing with Opportunity Hub is uh, amazing work. And and Morehouse College, he's he's set up a uh, a boot camp basically where you will get the credentials to have. Uh, a, a tech job afterwards, uh, but we've got to give him the money to scale it. I mean, $15 billion properly spent, scaled with boot camps and uh, at HBCUs could get a million young black men and women into the, these digital opportunities. And then we've got to give them the funding to, to go out and, and build build wealth. You know, there's a great initiative that uh, Tyrants is doing in, uh, in, in, in uh, Oklahoma. Of course, people know about the uh, uh, Tulsa and and the the the, the Wall, Wall Street uh, effort and how that was destroyed by uh, white people who were jealous of basically black success. They destroyed it twice. I mean, they first uh, had the riots and then they built the highway through uh, Tulsa to to destroy it the second time. And so they're trying to build a tech presence uh, there uh, to try to replicate uh, replicate that. But these kind of efforts are going on all over the country. The the problem is that there's no funding. There's, there's no effort. And people, you have such a big platform, obviously, in The Breakfast Club, but I, I just think saying that this has to be as much of a priority as the other issues uh, facing the community long-term, because otherwise there'll never be, I don't think you can have equality without equality of wealth generation. I, I don't think I you can have equality. Yeah, I, I, the civil, no disrespect, but civil rights, no. 
that that that's not that's that's not gonna get us where we need to be. And I think that's you know that's what Martin Luther King Jr. was pivoting to, like economic empowerment. You know what I mean? Us being financially financially stable. The civil rights part, they can they can code racism and hide racism and all types of things. But as long as we got that that economic part down packed, I think we'll be all right. And the economic, yes, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, obviously, you know this better, but I think the economic empowerment, it can't just be, okay, healthcare and, and, and a 15 buck minimum wage and a, and a good union job. Yes, all of those are important. But is that the country we want to live in, that Silicon Valley gets all the millionaires and billionaires and black folks are on working class and middle class jobs and no wealth creation? Like that, that is not a true equality, especially with the talent and a lot of the, Consumerism is being driven by the black community. Their money is going to these companies. Their their money, their talent is driving these companies' success. Uh, and so I I and I think that the fixes are easy. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful, Vice President Biden and Kamala Harris, if they're serious about it. Divine Nine uh, endorsed the approach. So uh, you've got a lot of the fraternities, historical fraternities and sororities behind it. And if you get someone like Rodney, uh, who's really spent a lot of time in this, and a few others to spearhead it and you give him the resources and you convene the HBCU presidents and you look beyond that, I think you could fix this issue. I mean, and, and we need to fix it. Why are you so passionate about it, bro? Like, why are you so passionate about black people acquiring wealth through tech? Well, two reasons. Uh, one, my own story. So, uh, you know, my grandfather uh, spent uh, four years in jail in uh, with Gandhi in, in the 1940s. And, uh, I, I don't know if you know James Lawson, but he's a, he's a great uh, leader. He's actually in L.A. Lawson actually had gone to India and uh, went uh, was influenced by uh, Gandhi's movement, and he went and influenced Dr. King and, and, and John Lewis uh, on some of the nonviolent struggles. And uh, if it weren't for the Black Civil Rights Movement, my parents wouldn't have been allowed in this country. Uh, 1965 Immigration Reform Act. Before that, uh, you didn't have uh, Indians or Chinese basically allowed to come to America, and we forget this. And now you got a lot of Indian Americans who have succeeded in technology. They wouldn't have had, they wouldn't have been allowed in America, let alone uh, had those chances. L look at why there's so many Indians at HBCUs, because the the other universities didn't hire them. So not wow. only did they come in. So I just think I have an obligation or some responsibility, given this historical circle, to to do something to make greater access to wealth generation. It's it's what I know, it's where I represent. So, I mean, there are a lot of other issues, but this is an issue that where I can make a difference and give back to a community that made my story possible. Dope. Well, Ro Khan, so, so, we appreciate so, you for checking in and joining us this morning. Thank you so much. Yeah, so give us some, yeah. give us more information, Ro. Like, tell us how to reach you or how to, for people to get in, to, to find out some of this information that you're talking about. Like, just how do we get people involved? That'd be great. And I'd, I'd love people's ideas also, if they have ideas of how to partner with tech companies and, and, and what uh, we should be doing. Uh, so they can email me at row at rocana.com. I, I checked that, row at rocana.com. Uh, obviously, they can direct message me if you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, but or you can reach out to our office. But if you email me with ideas on this, uh, you know, this is a passion of mine and, and something I want to really work on next 10 years. All right. Dope. Thank you so much, brother. We appreciate you for checking Thank in. You, Thank you. Thank you for it's having me. Good morning. Thank you. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee oh. on the Breakfast Club.
All right. So Hitmaker was on Drink Champs, and he was very chatty. Some things he said I, I thought was kind of whack to do, but other things he talked about was he feels like the same people that set up Pop Smoke, the same woman, for that home invasion as the same people that set him up. If you remember, his house got broken into. Here's what he said. And she was sharing a location. It was three guys with guns and Damn. like that trying to come and kick in my crib. And the crazy thing is, like, when it was happening, instead of her being like a girl in the midst of a home invasion, like right. I was, like, she was fighting me. She was, that's people trying to get yeah. your crib? Yeah, bro. It was a, oh. yo, bro, I, I'm still, like, I'm still dealing with PTSD from that Here go, here go the craziest so. I casually, like, I'm cool with Pop Smoke girlfriend or whatever. She had hit me like, yo, like... Tell me it's the same dude. Yeah, man, dog, yeah, bro. That's crazy. Yet another reason to settle down with one woman and mind your damn business. Out here with all these randoms, they tell you, they, they tell you don't speak to strangers, don't sleep with them either. All right, another thing that he talked about was Shaquille O'Neal billing him out of jail. At the video, and we shooting the first shot of the day. Me and Ray J in a Lamborghini. We smoking a blunt. I threw the roach out the car. The police that were keeping us safe picked up the roach out the Lamborghini, Sorry. smelt it, oh. locked my ass up immediately oh. before the first shot of the day. I'm young bird, so now they want me to rat for them and shit while I'm in jail. Yeah, don't fall for that. Next thing I know, Shaquille O'Neal bailed me out of prison. I got, I got a list of that full Drink Champs episode. Why did Shaq bail him out? What's the relationship between Shaq and um, Bird? Hitmaker. Mm -hmm. He's a sheriff in L.A., he said, or something like that. So Did they just I get the call? Every time somebody gets black and yeah. locked up, they call Shaq? How did, they, like, how did Shaq <laughs> even know? I got to listen to the whole Drink Champs episode. I haven't, I haven't listed that one yet. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, um, yeah, so, I mean, like, some of those things he said, I was like, he's talking about a, a bunch of different women. I thought it wasn't cool to do that. But well, you can, you can go check out Drink Champs on, you can go check out Drink Champs on the Black Effect iHeartRadio uh, app. Right now, and, and available everywhere you buy podcasts. Yeah, shout the North. Listen to podcasts. All right. right now. now, when Jeezy was on the Breakfast Club, he was talking about this versus battle that he was supposed to do against Ti, and things have since changed. Let me give you guys the refresher. When I even got the call about verse, I got a call from from Swiss. I was like, Yo, Swiss, I really, you know, if I do it, there's only one person I do it with. And he was like, Who? I was like, Gucci. Reach out to him. Let me know what's up. Swiss hit back, say he respectfully declined. Cool, done. That would have broke the goddamn man in that Jeezy <laughs> versus Gucci. gracious. Yeah, I mean, we could have done it for the culture. Mm. All right, well, it looks like that is happening now. So that's going to be happening on Thursday. Is that safe? Mm. Can they be in the same um, room and everything be all right? No. I mean, no, clearly I they've had some type of communication, right? Clearly they've had some kind of communication before. And if you read Gucci Man's book, it's not the first time that, you know, him and Jeezy have chopped it up, you know? So yeah. but, I don't yeah, know. But I don't know, but you know, I seen Gucci's post. He said, uh, "What did he say? Uh, ice cream man cone. versus the snow cone." Yeah, but Jeezy actually called Gucci a snow cone first. If you know your Gucci Jeezy beef history, on Stay Scrapped, um, and then Jeezy said called he Gucci called him little guap and, and said, "Don't send your clone." Yeah, so can we get well, Gucci? I know, right? I know who you got, Yee. Who, who you got, Charlemagne? Um, I got Jeezy, but it's a sneaky matchup because, see, the, the difference between Jeezy and Gucci, Jeezy has complete albums, bodies of work that are better than Gucci's. Jeezy has two classics, uh, TM-101 and The Recession, two really great albums, The Inspiration and TM-103. But Gucci collectively has dropped 108 mixtapes and albums combined, so he's got 20. He's got 20. Yeah, they, he of course they both got 20. Sure. Who, who wins in that battle? I, I think Jeezy got it. I just it. said Jeezy. 
Okay. I think Jeezy wins, but I mean, listen, Gucci got a hell of a fan base, bro. A hell of a fan base. And giggles. Yeah, who you got? (laughs) Jeezy. Okay. For sure. All right, and WAC 100 is plotting for a 50 Cent in the Game versus battle. So we'll see what happens with that. You know, they did shake hands, and they were in the same club together a couple of times, so maybe that could happen. And we're playing a classic Gucci instrumental in the background right now. This this mm-hmm. this freaky girl. That's what I'm saying. Gucci's not. It's it's, it's a. It'll be a very competitive uh versus. Even that, I, even that's I, that I, or I'll Mulatto's record. It could be Mulatto's record too. Oh yeah, I forgot Mulatto's record. Sample mm-hmm. that. Yes, right. Big Lotto. Big Lotto. <laughs> Can we get Gucci right, and Jeezy I'm... to sit down on the Recessions podcast hosted by Jeezy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, though? That'd be that's amazing. What that's what inquiring minds want to know. Can that happen? All right, T.I. already put his bid in for that podcast. Why would why would Jeezy do that? Why would Jeezy why would Jeezy do that on T.I.'s podcast when he has his own? Because mm-hmm. I guess T.I. was nice enough to step to the side and let him do the battle, even though he was supposed to be doing it. Well, the coach him. made him no. step to the side. <laughs> they, they were gonna push him to the side <laughs> for this one. Actually, I heard P. I heard P. from QC negotiated that. But no, yeah, you're right too. The coach too, because Jeezy was on Breakfast Club last week, and Jeezy put it out there like mm-hmm. at that for, for the, from the clip that we just played. So I'm sure that that changed the tide a little bit. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. I can't wait to see it. All right. Now, who are you giving that donkey to, Charlemagne? You know, uh, we need Little Pump to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him, but it's more of a teachable moment for everybody when it comes to uh, your, your your words. Now, Little Pump or Little Pimp? Which one? One of them. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. The Freshest Family Reunion is coming to HBO Max. Celebrating 30 years since the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's debut, join Will Smith and the whole cast for a walk down memory lane. The Banks family is back. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion streaming Thursday only on HBO Max. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day with Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Yes, Donkey of the Day for Monday, November 16th goes to a rapper named Little Pump, or as the current lame duck celebrity in chief calls him, uh, Little Pimp. Now, Little Pump is from Florida. I didn't even know he was from Florida, but what did your Uncle Shala always say about Florida? Come on, say it with me. The craziest people in America come from the the Bronx and all of Florida. Now, folks saw Little Pimp out there uh, campaigning for the guy who lost the election, Donald J. Trump. Um, can, can we hear from that rally? Can we hear that clip? One of the big superstars of the world, Little Pimp. How's it going? Do you want to come up and say something? You wanna? Come on. Little Pump, come on. Does everyone know who he is? Uh, do you know how big he is? Come on up here. I come here to say, Mr. President, I appreciate everything you've done for our country. You brought the troops home, and you're doing the right thing. MAGA 2020. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. And do not vote for Sleepy Joe at all. 2020 sounds like too long of a year. Uh, personally, I didn't care that he did that. You know, the reason I didn't care is because I have no problem with people thinking freely about their politics. Even if I don't agree with their politics, the guy wanted to vote for Trump. 
Who cares? Maybe the red MAGA hat matches his car. I'm sure he has a bright red pair of sneakers that matches the hat. Hey, maybe he's blood in the red MAGA hat with the red of the Republicans makes him feel comfortable enough to bang that set. I don't know. I didn't care. But what I do acknowledge is cap. And that's what happens a lot on social media. Just cap. So much cap on the app. And there's people who literally get on there with the sole intention of making you care about something that you should not be caring about. But the only reason you would care is it's impossible to not get swept away by the tide of groupthink. So it can be a person that you have never thought of in your life, like a little pimp. Okay, you can't name a song, don't know anything about him. You probably never even heard of him until you saw a bunch of people angry at him on social media for supporting Trump and then clowning him because Trump didn't even know his name when he introduced him at the rally during the campaign. But since you saw everybody else attacking him, you wasted time and energy attacking him too. Do you even care today that he supported Trump? Of course you don't. Why would you? Okay, Trump lost. Therefore, Pump's endorsement didn't matter. And you know why Pump's endorsement didn't matter even more? Because none of this matters if you don't vote. And ladies and gentlemen, little Pump did not vote. Oh, I loved reading this article on Complex over the weekend. Oh, let me read a little bit of it. <clears throat> Despite going all in on his support for Donald Trump, SoundCloud rapper Little Pump didn't bother to vote in the 2020 presidential election. In fact, according to the smoking gun, Pump didn't even register to vote. End quote. Little Pump's real name is Gazzy Garcia. He's 20 years old, and he doesn't show up as a registered voter on Florida state voter rolls. Okay, These findings were also confirmed by a supervisor for the Miami-Dade County Elections Department. Let me explain something to y'all, because this is bigger than Pump voting for Trump. Okay, It's about Pump not practicing what he's preaching. See, I can't even call Pump a Trump supporter because you are what you do, not what you'll say you will do. And this, my friends, is words are getting cheaper and cheaper. This is exactly why words are getting cheaper and cheaper, okay? We live in a word economy. All we do is, is see words all day nonstop, all right? Nonstop commentary on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Nonstop commentary on podcasts. Nonstop commentary on radio. Nonstop commentary on TV. We put so much value into the words of people and never in the history of life has talk been cheaper. I'm telling you, every single solitary saying you ever heard about words being meaningless this is why, okay? Words are nothing, actions are everything. Don't tell me, show me, and I don't wanna hear it, all right? Doesn't matter if Little Pump didn't vote for Trump. He told people he was voting for him, so he may have influenced people to vote for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so it's just as dangerous. I hear what y'all saying, but if every vote counts and he didn't vote, then he's part of the problem. All right, Trump lost because he didn't get enough votes, even though he had the second biggest voter turnout in election history. His opponent, Senator Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, had the biggest turnout in election history. But the moral of the story is, why do we as people continue to put so much stock in what people say they are going to do when the reality is they aren't really doing a damn thing? Okay, your words mean nothing when your actions are the complete opposite. This is just a teachable moment for all of us. See, I'm the type of person, I can't say what I'm going to do and not do it. I can't tell you what I've done if I've never did it. I'm not going to tell you to do it if I never did it, only because to me, words matter because I'm expecting me from other people and my therapist keeps telling me to stop doing that. Okay, look, I get it. When I was Pump's age, I was doing a lot of performing too. I was saying and doing a lot of things that didn't that I didn't really mean. I just wanted to get a reaction out of people. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was when I was at my fakest. Okay, you can't claim to be real when the words that are coming out of your mouth don't match your actions. Little Pump did all of this for absolutely nothing. 
going hard in the paint and don't even have a real dog in the fight. What is the point? Okay, what was it for? For clicks, for likes, for retweets? Now, why should we believe anything that comes out of his mouth ever again? When your words don't line up with your actions, people lose trust in you and everything that you stand for. So please, kids, listen to your Uncle Charlotte when I tell you, make sure, make sure without a shadow of a doubt that your actions and behaviors live up to and reflect the words, ideas, promises, and commitments that come out of your mouth. Please give a little pump to sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. You are the donkey of the day. Mm -hmm. You are the donkey of the day. That's right. a nice teachable moment. Make sure that your actions and behaviors live up to and reflect the words, ideas, promises, and commitments that come out of your mouth. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Now, when we come back, Isaac Hayes III will be joining us. You looking to invest in something? Keep it locked. This is, might be something that you want to invest in, and That's it's right. not going to cost you an arm and a leg. All right? If you ever so we'll thought about getting into the tech world, pay attention. All right. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club is back. Yeah, back. Yo, back where I want to be. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. I should say on the line right now, Isaac Hayes. Yeah. The third. I, Isaac is an uh, unofficial elected official in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I don't know. Ah. <laughs> he does a little bit of everything, but he's here this morning to talk about what's on his shirt, man. Fan base. What's fan base? Well, first of all, I made it to the Breakfast Club. This is an honor. Like, I'm really excited to be here. You guys are legends. Thanks for having me. Um, Fanbase is a startup that I founded um, that allows anyone to monetize their content. Any and every person can monetize their content and make money off their content. What you mean? Like, what you mean off their content? So you can have followers and subscribers. So, you know, there's a lot of networks, social networks out here that allow people to monetize their content. Everybody knows about OnlyFans, um, Patreon, but... Um, Fanbase is a social network that allows anybody to monetize their content by having subscribers. You can also have followers. Mm -hmm. So you can have a 10,000 followers and 1,000 subscribers, and it's on the same platform, so you're not isolated from content. And I'm providing content monetization to everybody. Like, everybody, we all make content. You, All you guys are content creators, and you guys have an opportunity to monetize your content and make money. Isaac walked me through this the other day, and I thought it was dope because um, the concept you have, the vision you have to create black wealth from this for multiple people. Yeah, absolutely. So what I'm doing is, um, shout out to Don Dixon, who's been on The Breakfast Club. She's like my, my mentor in this process, but they recommended me for a platform called Start Engine. And Start Engine is a platform that allows you to crowdfund um, money in the seed stage. And I'm going to tell you why that's important, because I'm taking advantage of a statute, um, some new legislation called the Jobs Act that allows uh, the general public to raise funds for a startup. Now, you couldn't do this before. Mm -hmm. Obama and Biden passed the Jobs Act in 2012. So from 1933 to 2012, you had to be an accredited investor to invest in the seed stage company. That means you had to have a net worth of a million dollars minus your primary residence or make $200,000 a year for two years in a row. Now think about that from 1933 to now, that's like 99% of Americans didn't have that money. So all this time, the rich have been getting richer. 
So if you wonder why you never got a call to invest in Uber or Instagram or TikTok or any of these platforms, it's because you were not rich enough. So now because of the Jobs Act, I'm able to raise funds for my startup and um, I'm raising a million dollars on Startup Engine. And right now we're at about $176,000 in about 11 days. So the, um, the raise is moving very well. We have a lot of great people on the platform that have invested. I think every investor that has contributed, I want everybody to invest because this is an opportunity to create black wealth off the culture that we create, right? We give our, we give our dances to TikTok. We give our clapbacks and our humor to Twitter. We give our content and our energy to Instagram, but we don't own any of those platforms. That's right. So fan base is, fan base is not a black platform, right? It's a platform for everybody, but I know, as you know, that black culture, we drive these social networks. We make everything pop. So to be able to invest in a seed stage and own part of a platform that you also give your culture to is incredible. And I want everybody to take advantage of that. Now, when is fan base available? Can I download it now? Can I get it now? You can you can get it on the Apple App Store. We're only on the Apple App Store right now. We're working on Android. Android is coming in first is it, quarter. Is it free? 2021. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely free. You, you can set it up, make a page. Matter of fact, I, I'll verify you both like that. Okay. You know, I know a guy that works there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and you can start you can start posting content and uh, and monetizing your content, and I think that's very important because you can actually do long form too. So you can upload uh, up to an hour's worth of content, HD, long form style. So now you're your own Netflix. So the quality of content you put on your fan base page, you monetize that, and so it's available now. Um, the rev share is 50, 50 mm -hmm. for anybody that wants to know, um, you make 50% of the revenue and you can also like and love content. So when you love a piece of content, you give the content creator half a penny. You can like for free, but you can also tip content creators half a penny or unlock posts. Gotcha. So it's an enormous amount of freedom there to monetize your content. And there's a lot of wealth that's going to be generated from this platform. Now, is it better? Do you make more money than you could on OnlyFans? Cause I see everybody running the OnlyFans. I mean... OnlyFans is really a, a great opportunity for sex workers and people that want to use the platform. That no, listen, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking OnlyFans. It is no, listen, the sex worker community is really aggravated because it was really their place, right? I got it. I got it. Oh, wow. I got a DM this morning. Like, I got a DM this morning from a girl that was like, "Yo, I'm a sex worker on OnlyFans, and we're frustrated because." Ever since Bella Thorne came over there and messed it up for everybody, charging all that money, and everybody charged back their their money, they messed it up for the sex workers. So um, that's a real niche market for them. And because of that, OnlyFans is not allowed on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store because they're considered a porn site. So it's a web app. So it's not a social network. You know what I'm saying? So gotcha. it's not a place that everybody's going to get on there. And you know, I don't know if any of you are on OnlyFans, but you're not going to mm -hmm. get on there and be like, "Hey, guy, let me sing you this girl," or look at this and talk you and know communicate. What? I thought about using the platform because see, I like the platform already because it's set up. So let's think about it like this, right? You know, I, I do real estate. So every week I have yeah. somebody on there talking about real estate where people could subscribe and go to it. You know what I mean? So, but I just felt like OnlyFans, like you said, felt like a little sex workers. I don't, I don't want people to come to my site and subscribe and think Envy was gonna be in a, a, a man thong. Let's see the show is absolutely. See, see, like you see, absolutely. <laughs> you see, but absolutely. And 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 it kind of and it drives away like a, two things that it does keep away from the platform, which are brands, which are definitely gonna be a part of fan base because. Every brand has a has a fan base, you know. Nike has a fan base, Louis right. Vuitton, all these brands have fan bases. And then a large group of women that don't really want to be associated 
with that site because of the sex works. And so you can go to, you can go to fan base and make a page. You can monetize your photos, your videos, your long form content and your live. So everything, you can make money off all of that. And we're not throttling down engagement. So everybody that's been complaining about the algorithms on these other apps, we're not throttling your engagement down. How many followers you got, Envy? On, on all social media platforms? Or just Instagram. Give me Instagram. Instagram, I think it's like 2 million. And I think on all platforms, it's about over 3 million. So if you go live on Instagram, they don't send out 2 million notifications. Mm-mm, not you know, anymore. I mean, you only get a fraction. And Instagram is funny now. They change the way they do it. They change the ad. Like, even the way people, they, people view your videos and view your lives, they changed it now, which is crazy. They throttle it down. I'm, and this is this is what my experience. My engagement is throttled down, and I've heard people complain because they really want to have access. They really want you to pay to that audience because they're an ad-based platform. Where on fan base, if you go live, I want to send out two million notifications because the more eyeballs you have on me, the more people convert to subscribers. Therefore, the more money you make, the more profitable we are. And if people are making money, people are happy, and they're using the platform. That's right. All right, we got more with Isaac Hayes the third. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Isaac Hayes the third. Charlemagne? You know, one thing you showed me um, that, that I was like, wow, it's not large amounts of money these people invest into these social media sites. I mean, now they're, you know, 100 millionaires, sometimes billionaires, but they didn't invest a lot of money into these social media sites. So let me, let me give you an idea about seed stage investment, right? So I'll use uh, Oren Michaels as an example. He invested $5,000 into Uber in the seed stage in 2010, and in 2019, it was worth $24 million. <laughs> Think about but again, that, man. that's an accredited investor. You never got that phone call. So the fact that I, I, I'm, I'm having a seed stage round in my startup to allow the black community predominantly, you know, because this is exactly like I, me understanding that black culture drives these networks. I want black people to invest. I want every influencer out there, every artist to say, you know what, I'm going to take a little bit of money invested in fan base and then I'm going to bring my audience over there. So I'm going to make money on the front end and the back end. It's a win-win. Because right. If you use the app, you're actually you're actually pumping up your valuation. You're actually making the company go higher, right, in valuation by you simply using the app and you're making money. Gotcha. So, you know, that's that's a real, real important aspect to this raise. And the minimum investment is $256. Wow. So, I mean, in Atlanta, we blowing hookah like that every day. So, <laughs> we doing Jordans, we doing hookah, we doing Henny for 300 a bottle. So, how, you know, how about you throw a little bit of money into a startup and turn around one day and say, now I can buy a lot of Henny. So is, is you know what I'm saying? Now I can buy all the Henny I want. Which one is it? Is it this That's one? That's it right there. This one? No, absolutely. The one with the lightning bolt okay. at the top. Yes, yes, indeed. All right, so what, what's your exit plan? So anybody that invests, right, your, your investment will convert at a liquidity event, which means either we exit the company, right, uh, with, it, with, an, with an acquisition, or we go public with an IPO or a merger. Mm-hmm. So what, I, what I've been noticing, the trend that I've been noticing on these startups is the valuation of these platforms has been skyrocketing even in the last eight years. Like Instagram sold for a billion in 2012 and everybody thought that was amazing. And then WhatsApp sold for 19 billion, I think in 2014. And I think LinkedIn sold for like 24 billion in like 2016, 2017. And now you've got TikTok at a $50 billion valuation, right? So imagine exiting, imagining a company like Fanbase exiting potentially at an evaluation like that. It's not guaranteed, I'm making no guarantees, but the trend in which these platforms are going, the valuations are skyrocketing because the youth are getting on these platforms. There's 5G that's available. 
and everybody understands gamification and in-app purchases and payment. So it's very, very important. Like, I think there's a great, enormous amount of opportunity to invest in a platform like this. I don't want people to miss out and be like, man, I should invest in fan base, you know, and then they miss out. Do you have a cap for the seed money? Like, you say, you know what? I got too many people. So the raise closes at $1 million, right? And so um, it's open now. Um, We're going to continue to um, raise capital. It's moving pretty fast. Like, even in the last day, I think we've raised maybe twenty-five dollars or $30,000 since yesterday. Mm-hmm. So it's moving pretty fast. Um, you can go to startengine.com slash fan base and invest right now. It's extremely important. Um, and it's a great opportunity for you to get an own part of a seed stage company. That's just the most important thing. And I want to see everybody win. I would love nothing more four to five years from now, be standing in a room with everybody that invested with a bunch of African-American millionaires that really put their capital into a company and we turned it into something special based off of what we do. Gotcha. It's a well, great I'm idea, I'm man. I'm a fan base, so verify me so I'm, um, I'm verified. Man, I can verify you right now on my phone in front of you. All right. We're going to we're going to invest, too. Before yep. you go, Isaac, because, you know, we, 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 we kind of backed up a little bit. Can you tell us what's the importance of supporting those Senate seats in Georgia uh, uh, come Ooh. January? So, I mean, for all the for all the energy that we put on Joe Biden and what we want him to promise, uh, fulfilling his promises, he still needs permission. That's how government works. So the House and the Senate give the president permission to pass what he wants. So these two Senate seats, right, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock are key in Joe Biden passing his agenda. So if we want to be able to say, not say that Joe Biden didn't do anything for the African-American community, it, it will only be well, if part of the reason will be because we did not have these two Senate seats to allow his legislation to smoothly pass through. So that is exactly why we need to get out here in Georgia. And what I hear is a lot of people are coming to Georgia. I hear people are headed to here to post up and, and stay down here for a little while until this um, election is is won. You guys should come down. Maybe if you have a chance, you want to come down we for a couple there. weeks and kick it. We're going down there for a little Absolutely. Bit. Absolutely. So we invite everybody to come down. The, you know, the world is going to come here and help win this election. Donald Trump is pouting. Let him pout. He's no longer the president. We're all happy. But we have to really keep our eye on the prize and continue to vote. Like, this doesn't stop. This is only the beginning. This is not the finish line. This is the starting line, and the race never ends. Did you have, did you see that potential for Georgia? The potential for Georgia yes. to turn blue? We can, okay. Absolutely. I mean, they you know, they've been doing voter suppression down here those tactics for a long, long while. Stacey Abrams shouldn't have been governor. I hope she runs again. Um, the power, you know, the power in this this very, um, you know, emerging progressive city, especially places in Atlanta and the South Savannah, Macon, Columbus, where a lot of black enclaves are because the black vote is really what won Georgia at the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, for, for Biden in the country, all these democratic cities with African-American turnout. See, and the best thing about that is, is it gives us hope now. Because most people, most people say, oh, man, we never win in Georgia. Like, why am I, I get out and vote every year and nothing ever happens. But now you see with the effect of our vote what it's done, and we flip Georgia blue. And so now it gives us the energy and motivation and also our neighbors, our neighbors in, in South Carolina, our neighbors, our neighbors in Alabama, Alabama and Mississippi and in Florida to really say, you know what, if Georgia can do it, we can do it. Absolutely. And that's really what happened. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as I saw that, that's the first thing I said. I hit Jamie Harrison. I hit Bakari. I'm like, I don't know what we got to do, but we got to turn South Carolina blue. We got like we got to follow yeah, what Stacey Abrams did in, in Georgia. And and what that does is it creates like a mentality and energy and confidence. Like, okay, 
we start, it's, we, we get on our, we get on our own vibe. And what that does is it helps us to actually pass legislation on the local and federal level. Like what I would love nothing more in Georgia is to get, we decriminalize statewide and actually legalize for sale and then somehow find some legislation that matches the amount of effect, of negative effect that the uh, of weed, um, weed charges have had on the African-American community to provide opportunity for us to have those grow licenses and profit off that business. The, per- the people affected by that legislation and, th- and those laws should be the ones to benefit the most. And right now that's not happening, but we need a governor in place and a state legislature in place to make sure that that happens. So Georgia can really do that. And, there's a, and the great thing about that is there's a lot of African-American people that own land in Georgia, a lot of black land owners in Georgia. So it's a great opportunity. All right. Well, give us that fan base info one more time, man. Man, startengine.com slash fan base. We're on the way to a million. We want you to be part of it. The minimum investment is $256. Make a page. Start monetizing your content. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that this is what black tech and investing in black businesses and investing in black culture is about. And we'd love to have you. We're going to have you back, guys. I just wanted you to come on and talk about fan base this morning. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate it. Thanks my, for having me, brother. guys. Peace, Peace King. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Man, happy Monday, everybody. And the People's Choice Awards were on. And we'll tell you some of the winners. And, of course, we've been talking about who was going to get the People's Champion Award. You know, that was Tyler Perry. But let's start with Jennifer Lopez. She was the People's Icon of 2019. Here I stand so very grateful knowing that the true measure of my success is not in box office numbers or records sold but from the love that i feel from all of you that the true measure is in inspiring girls of all ages and of all colors from all around the world to know that you can be anything you want and to be proud of who you are no matter where you come from i want them to know their dreams are limited only by their imagination and determination and their willingness to never give up all man, right, dropping the food bombs for J Lo, man. Come on now. Tracy Ellis Ross won the fashion day. icon award. I wear my insides on the outside, and if featuring black designers at the American Music Awards helped someone see the power of black artistry, or if joining the call to wear black at the Golden Globes led to solidarity with women saying "Time's up on sexual harassment," then you heard me loud and clear. If fashion is the thing that draws you in, then use it as a tool for transformation. All right, and the People's Champion Award went to Tyler Perry. In this world, we're all digging wells. But if you just keep digging, you may be four inches away from every gift and every blessing that you've ever wanted in your life. Had I given up when I was homeless, when I was sleeping in my car, when I was hungry, had I given up these people that you see on this screen right now would not be a part of my dream. There are people who are tied into your dream and your destiny, and you are worthy of getting to your goal. Keep digging. And let me tell you something, like I tell everyone here, when you get there, when you get to that water and you see it's coming and you know you have what you need, make sure that everybody you run into meets you at your worth. All right. 
All right, there were over 1 billion votes cast this year, just FYI. So this is where people actually choose who wins these awards. So some of the other winners were Bad Boys for Life that won the movie of 2020, and Will Smith was the male movie star of 2020. Tiffany Haddish was the female movie star of 2020 for Like a Boss. Justin Bieber, male artist of 2020. Female artist was Ariana Grande. New artist was Doja Cat. Collaboration was WAP. Party B and Megan Thee Stallion, and the comedy act of 2020 was Leslie Jones' Time Machine. The game changer was LeBron James. Okay. I'm not mad at any of those. All sounds about right to me. All right, former bad boy artist Shine. He has been elected to the House of Representatives in Belize, so congratulations to him. Uh, he Shout posted a thank you. He said, it was the greatest humility that I accept this victory for us. We won today. This victory is for all those who are just like me in Mesopotamia, Belize, and the world over. All those who have taken a fall, all those who have stumbled on their life's journey, we all fall, but to get up and walk, run, and rise again is the purpose of life. So, okay. yes. Congratulations I, you to know, you, you gotta love it. And now let's talk about Claudia Jordan. Uh, she's been talking about how Donald Trump had tried to come on to her before when she was doing Celebrity Apprentice. Well, now she's uh, telling even more about that because some people were saying, oh, well, then how can Donald Trump be racist if he actually was trying to kiss you and take you out? And here's what she had to say. How did he treat you on uh, Celebrity Apprentice? <laughs> nice to me because he wanted to let, let me tell you, there's more than a few slave masters that were having sex with black women. Like, that, <laughs> you can still be racist and, and have sex with a black woman or want to. Like, I need people to stop with that. All right, so mm. there you have it. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, Revolt is off for this week, and everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request in 800 585 1051. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout out to Ro Connor for joining us this morning. Also, Isaac Hayes III. Salute to both of them. Uh, Ro Khanna wants to get black people into the tech world because, you know, that's the new gold rush. And Isaac Hayes has a way for black people to get into the tech world by investing in the fan base, man. Um, and people are already hitting me up about fan base saying, um, do I think it's a good investment? Do I think it'll work? I don't know if it's going to work. That's why it's called an investment. But I can tell you that I'm investing some money in it. Why not? Yep. That's me what too. happens with investments. It's a risk. <laughs> you, that's right. You're rolling the dice. I don't know if it's going to work or not. It sounds good. So I'm going to invest in it. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive note. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, I'm um, Charlemagne. You got a positive note? Yes, man. The positive note is simply this. It's Monday morning. I want y'all to remember this and think about it all day long. Think about it all week. Stop asking people who have never been where you're going for direction. Breakfast Club, bitches. You all finished or y'all 